Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Pridemore. This week, we're talking about travel and anxiety with our guest, Brandy O'Neill. Stay tuned. Do you love listening to I'd Rather Stay In and want to support the podcast? Well, now you can. Visit our website or the link in our Instagram profile and click buy me a coffee or visit buymeacoffee.com slash IRSI podcast. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can help us cover the costs of creating this podcast. There are no monthly memberships, and you can support us at whatever level you like, whenever you like. Whether you buy us one coffee, many coffees, or simply continue listening as always, we're so grateful for your support. Hello, Megan. Good evening, Steffi. How are you? I am doing good. You are so close to having your kids back in school. So close. By the time this drops, they will be in school, uh, have been in school for a couple of days. They start Thursday and Friday. Are you so ready for your house to just be quiet? It's going to be so weird, though. I, very weird. I don't... It's very strange because it's been, you know, a year and a half, and, uh, you know, we've changed a lot of things about our life in the meantime, um, but also I'm so excited to like get stuff done. Oh my, gosh. my, my, although I'm like, it's, you can tell it's been a really, really long time because the thing I'm most excited about doing when they're at school is like deep cleaning my kitchen. <laughs> it's true guys. I was over there the other day and she was like, my floor is filthy. I can't, I, I can't get, I can't do anything with it until these Don't look at my floor. Out of it's my gross. House. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I'm gonna like barkeep's friend the the oven door. I'm gonna do like all sorts. I'm it's good. I love it. Yeah, I'm gonna even I might even like vacuum in the pantry. <gasps> Try to get all that onion peeled dust. Yeah, <laughs> onion peeled dust. Random like crushed pretzels. Yeah, stuck wherever. Who oh, knows man. what is lurking in there? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I, I for some reason I can't. I feel like I just can't do it when they're here. There's just too many they distractions. Well, and they immediately come in and, like, need a snack. They need a snack or it's lunchtime and then they leave wrappers of things laying around everywhere. There's just crumbs all the time. Yeah. So many crumbs. So. <laughs> like, I know it's fruitless because I'm going to do it on Friday and then it's the weekend. Um, but I will feel better. Yeah, it'll it'll be really great. The yeah. it'll be beautiful for like four hours, and then it's fine. Mm-hmm. But you get that four hours. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Uh, we've got some teething going on in our house, and so mm. tonight I pretty much fed the baby like bread and cheese for dinner because it's just what she was willing to eat, and then. I plopped her in her stroller in just her diaper and was like, we're going for a walk. <laughs> it just like walked her around the neighborhood in just her diaper. She was like hugging on to her poo bears. And I was like, YOLO. <laughs> yeah, I mean. And then I was like, you know what? Honestly, if someone wanted to push me around in a stroller in my underwear, I like wouldn't be mad about it. Right? You got your little snuggly? Be fine. Honestly, I'm like, 
why is this only acceptable when you're a toddler? It's like, <laughs> kind of rude. So, I mean. It was a little hot and sticky, life. though. I'm not about that. Yeah, it was a little hot and sticky and a little muggy. So I worked a little, a little bit of a sweat on the walk. She was perfectly content. So we only dropped Pooh Bear once. So it was successful. Good times. I was very proud of her when I took her for the walk because she did not, she wore her hat and she didn't take it off for a very, very long time. And then she didn't drop that or her sippy cup. That is I was, pretty good. It was like primo stroller behavior. I was shocked. Uh, <laughs> my kids throw everything out when so they were say, in she strollers. was on her best behavior with you. Yeah, usually if she drops things, it's only, at this, at this point, if she drops things on walks, it's usually only by accident where she just like, gets distracted and her grip loosens she doesn't Mm -hmm. usually like just yeet shit out of her stroller anymore but (laughs) she saves that for when she's in my living room (laughs) yes she does she saves that for when she's in in the house preferably if there's a dog around and it's like a cheerio she just yeets those cheerios (laughs) to the dog there you go so where they're in cahoots bless it (laughs) so depending on where you live Travel is just starting to pick back up after 18 months of not really being much of an option. And with that is understandably coming some pretty heavy anxiety around travel, especially if you were already prone to travel anxiety. This topic has been on our list for a long time, and we're excited to finally be able to dig into it with the help of our friend and repeat guest, Brandy O'Neill. Welcome back, Brandy. Hello, lovely ladies. Hello. Hi, Brandy. How are you? How are the cats? How are the plants? Tell us all the things. I'm good. The cats are good. Um, Our newest addition, Midgey Cat, she was brought in in December. I don't know if I told you about her. She's an utter disaster. We adore her. (laughs) Um, She tried to pick up a knife yesterday off the counter in her mouth. Excuse me, what? Yeah, she is a she-devil. We love her. Um, She's like, she excuse is like me, I'm going to go disaster. chop some things. Seriously, I was like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to go murder somebody? She just really <laughs> wants you to be like, she just wants you to know that she could end you if she wanted exactly. to. Exactly. Like, she totally could. She's, yeah, she's the best. Um, <laughs> and my plants are good. My Hoya just recently bloomed. Um, I actually got two blooms off it this year. That may mean nothing to many people who are listening, but it was a big hooray moment for me. I I did not know they even had flowers. Oh my gosh. Listen, they come out in this like beautiful cluster and the flowers look like pink velvet. (gasps) And the the flowers smell the most fragrant at nighttime. So you have to go in there at night and it smells like chocolate. I know. It's fantastic. Made me so happy. Brandy, before we started recording, you know, we were saying that you have to come visit us soon. There's actually a new plant shop that just (gasps) opened here in town and they have a, they have a shop dog. (gasps) So I went in their first day, Edie and I went in and we walked in and there was a dog and we were like, a dog. (laughs) So I will be there with bells. Yeah, come come visit the shop dog at the plant shop next to the coffee shop. It's great. I'm there already. I'm booking a ticket. 
I'm doing it. <laughs> so speaking of that. Oh, uh, what a great segue that was. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're amazing. You do travel quite a bit now, pandemic aside, but Megan and I know from being your friends that this was not always the case for you. So can you give us some background on your history with travel and your anxiety around it? Uh, yeah, so I um, had no issue with uh, traveling, flying when I was uh, a kid. Um, not that I flew a lot as a kid. And then even my early 20s, I was fine. Um, but I had like a really bad, abusive relationship. And when I left that relationship, I think I kind of, instead of dealing with that, like took all of my trauma and threw it onto something else. Um, and then all of a sudden the thought of flying like literally brought like panic attacks and literal fear. Um, people were like, you can't just not fly for the rest of your life. And I was like, yes, I can. I've already gone places. I've already seen the world. I don't need to see anything else. If I need to travel, I will drive there or take a boat. Which I was like, <laughs> there are so then, many boats these days. <laughs> which then, when I expressed how I wanted to go to Australia, my husband was like, "In a fucking boat." <laughs> you know what? My old neighbors actually went to Australia in a boat. They took like oh. stop some. There's like some sort of cruise you can take from LA. It goes all the way to Australia. How apparently, how long would that cruise be? Oh my god! I mean, god. they're retired. Who cares? I don't know. Like the flight is 24 hours. I couldn't imagine on a boat. It was like weeks and weeks. It was. It sounded horrible to me. <laughs> well, so yeah, it's interesting that you say that, like you you didn't have any issues, and then like following trauma, you found that travel was a lot harder for you. I definitely, after my mom passed away, I had so many more issues with flying in particular like i would have so much more anxiety and panic particularly taking off was fine but any turbulence or landing was really bad for me and it's not i mean it wasn't like she died in a plane crash or anything travel related but i definitely noticed like after that particular trauma that travel was so much harder for me. So I think that I think it's interesting that you say that because I didn't really know that anyone else experienced that. Yeah, like it was something I talked to you about my therapist because they were like, okay, like what, like what happened to you in a plane that needs to be like figured out? And I was like, oh, nothing. I've never had. I've always had wonderful flying experiences. Um, but I think the best that we could come up with is yeah, that I literally was like, I don't want to deal with everything that just happened to me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to take all of that and turn it into a different problem. <laughs> I mean, I think we um, all do that in certain ways. So that sure makes do. sense. That's interesting that it went to travel, though. I think it was like something that was like, oh, like, I'm not going to be traveling anyway. I'll just throw it on there. And then, you know, and then you I won't have only... to think about it. Yeah. And like, you can only really ignore your problems for so long. <laughs> like, <laughs> they will come bubbling back up to the surface. Funny how that works. I know. They so, just won't yeah. stay hidden. <laughs> so at what point did you decide you wanted to tackle your travel anxiety and how did you start? So I got invited uh, to Grenada um, like for my blog and I was like, 
oh yeah, I'm not going. But then I was like, that's literally the dumbest thing. Like you have to go on a free trip. You can't not go. Um, but I was like so paranoid because I was like, I know that I can't get on a plane by myself. Like I, there was no way possible that could happen. And my husband couldn't take off work for two weeks because that's like how long the trip was. So I basically asked the PR lady, I was like, um, yeah, uh, can, can someone else come too? So I, I got her to okay getting this other blogger who was like, who lived near me, who was like much better with travel than I was. And so she came with me and like, literally I made her like hold my hand um, the entire flight. And there was a pilot like sitting two rows back and I kept like turning and looking at him like, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you're gonna have to stop because you look like a crazy person. You keep staring at the pilot. <laughs> They're stalking him. What is exactly. And I was like, okay, like I'm, it's cool. Um, and also like I went to my doctor and I also asked her if I could get some Xanax. Um, and which she was like, yeah, like not a problem. So I, that helped, that helped a bit. Um, and that in the combination of having someone who was like very cool with flying and very calm, I think it was a good thing, but like, it was still like I had panic attacks like leading up to the days of that flight. Um, like I cried at the airport when my husband dropped me off. And then I had a literal meltdown at the Delta desk and they told me my bag was too much, like way too much weight. I mean, I often have. Who has not been there? <laughs> I was just like, why is everything working against me? I already have anxiety. Just let me on the plane. You're like, the universe is saying I shouldn't do it. No. Exactly. I was like, God, why? Just let me get on the airplane. So was it like, was, was it a, was it a small plane because it was going to Grenada? It was a, it was a fairly decent sized plane. I want to say it was like two, three, like the, either the two, three layout or two, two layout. So it wasn't huge, but it wasn't like a tiny, tiny airplane. Um, okay. But so at least it wasn't like a tiny puddle jumper because that was my other mm -hmm. thing. I didn't want to, I only wanted a direct flight and they only have one flight a week that's direct. Cause I was like, I am not giving in a tiny puddle jumper. Like I was like, that's too much for me to handle. Like I know my limits. Mm -hmm. Puddle jumpers so, are low key the worst. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to get on anything that's like, can you tell me your weight first? Like, no, sir. I cannot tell you my weight first. Like, if you need to know my weight for this thing to work, like I'm not going on it. <laughs> if, if, if I at five foot five get on an airplane and my head almost touches the ceiling, I'm like, oh, oh, no, no, oh, this is yeah, oh no, <laughs> like that's not for me, sir. <laughs> I'm more, of, I'm more of a jet girl myself. <laughs> <laughs> Like we we took a to London or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What we took that what was it like a two two when we went to Hilton Head, Steffi? Yeah, and it was like like our entire company was on this one plane. I'm like, well, if we go down, everyone's gone. <laughs> the whole plane is going down. Yeah, I regularly. But it was like us and like five other people. I regularly have oh to take God. the one twos to like because we're you know where we our airport is so small we just it's like little flights to get yeah. to chicago or atlanta or whatever 
uh, and the ones up to Chicago are always like the one twos. And then seriously, I get on and I'm and I like duck. I'm not very tall, and I like duck because I'm like, oh my god, is my head gonna hit the ceiling? You get these like <laughs> six foot tall guys that are like halfway bent over. I'm like, this is this is this is not. Oh, it's too small. Yeah, those <laughs> tiny planes are not for me. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. So. Since you've decided that you wanted to tackle your anxiety around travel, since you took that first trip, how has your anxiety changed? So that first trip was, I was going to look this up, but I don't remember now, but I want to say five or six years ago. Um, And since then, like I, um, like I actually enjoyed traveling now. I have uh, very little anxiety. I always have a little bit of like, a little bit of voices in my head and I was like no like you're not we're not gonna think like that um like I literally the biggest thing that I missed like through COVID was like the feeling of being in the airport it's got like this really cool energy and I love it I like put my ear pods in I turn my music up loud um like I just love an airport now um I have like little rituals like I always buy a Coke Zero I buy a giant bag of the cheese Chex Mix and peanut M&M's. I love that. Um, like, that's my routine. I like to go to the lounge because I finally got a credit card that lets me get into the Delta Lounge for free. So um, I know. No. Um, just kidding. I like to go there, though, because it's like I can get my free food. I like my free food and my free and like I know people are like you can drink in there and I was like I never drink because like drinking makes me hot and sweaty and like that or an airplane like can't do so I like to just go there and get my free food and like people watch and like get on my computer and it just it's also a much calmer energy in there like Mm -hmm. everyone in there is like real comfortable with flying and it just kind of keeps me in like this really good like area oh I also wanted to say that (laughs) I used to have these weird, like, I don't know what they're called, like, like conditions I put on myself where, like, I thought if I didn't do certain things or did certain things, like, it would affect my travel. So the biggest one that makes my husband laugh is, like, I used to, I would refuse to listen to music by people who died in a plane crash. Nobody like, Holly for you. But like, especially if it was like the week leading up to the flight, I was like, John Denver, my ass, am I listening to you? Like, <laughs> literally. And like, that I think totally stems from like the stupid Final Destination movies. But literally, I think I'm like, oh my God, if I listen to, well, I don't know who else died, Aaliyah, that's, she died in a plane crash, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Um, one of whoever that was like when she passed i was like i realize now it's kind of ridiculous like you um that probably has zero effect on my life but (laughs) i mean that's Um, why i can't drive behind a truck with logs on it so oh my gosh yes thank you so you know the fear of final destination i think that movie literally they made it just to mess with people for the rest of their whole life (laughs) (laughs) so aside from those things what what do you do to manage your anxiety leading up to and during your travel so i kind of have like a routine um and sort of like rituals and so the first thing i have to kind of stick to my routine or i feel like off balance that's Mm -hmm. part of i think keeping my anxiety levels 
like very low. Obviously I talked extensively about this in therapy, which like that kind of also helps me stay in like a good headspace. Um, and then I have like my rituals are, I pretty much only fly with Delta and I think it's really because I know exactly what to expect from almost every single flight. I know the way that they operate. I know the things they do. I know the outfits they're going to be dressed in. I know what the video looks like on the screen. Like it makes me feel better to know everything that's going to like happen. So for me, that involves like basically only flying on Delta and like literally that that's why I couldn't fly an airline like Southwest. Like the thought of of getting on an airplane without an assigned seat literally makes me like my skin crawl. Oh, I think I flew Southwest once and I hated it. I was like, what is, no, I I, I don't know where I'm going to sit. This is not okay. I cannot operate under that kind of lifestyle. Oh, I'm just going to get on the airplane and pick a seat that I see. Like, no, thank you. I can't do that. That sounds ridiculous. It sounds illegal. Like... I don't like that. And like, it's just not for me. Um, So sorry, Southwest. Like, I'm sure they're a great airline, but I got to have a signed seat. Um, So I also like, if I can afford it, I like to fly first class. And the reason is, I mean, it's just, I have more space, which is huge for me. Like I am a portly woman, but also I just like my space in general. I feel very crammed like in coach and I'm not even like a tall person. And I just like when people are not in my bubble and not crowding me, (laughs) it makes my anxiety much better. The second that people get too close to me, I literally become one of those people who are like, oh my God, oh my God, I got to get out of here. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be screaming. There's a colonial woman on the wing. Like I don't want to have a meltdown (laughs) because there's too many people in my face. Um, And also, like, it's little things, too. Like, I know that if I sit in the front of the plane, um, I'm going to get off soon. I'm not going to be have people standing behind me trying to get off the airplane. I know that I have a place for my bag. So, like, that's one less worry for me. And I also know that I'm probably less likely to get bumped off a flight, Um, which that would turn me into a tailspin. I'm pretty good now. But, like, back in the day, I'd be like, if I got kicked off or bumped off a flight, like, I would probably just cry in the airport. Like... like not an adult (laughs) um I take Xanax um obviously like that's something that you have to talk to your doctor about um when I first started taking it because my nerves were like literally so sky high um it took the edge off but it you know I wasn't sleepy I wasn't anything like that like it literally took me from like 100% to like 50 And now when I take it, it takes me right down to zero. And I just am like, oh, this is nice. Um, I feel sleepy. I get real calm. Like I have a real great time. (laughs) Um, So yeah, talk to your doctor about that because that's some good stuff. Um, Also, the biggest, a big thing for me is uh, I pre-board a lot, which for a long time I debated whether or not if it was even okay for me to do that because I'm like, I'm not an old person. And I'm not in a wheelchair, but like, I know that pre-boarding is probably one of the biggest things that I do that helps that keep my anxiety down. Um, And again, it it all has to do with the fact that it's because there's not people in my space. There's not people right up on the back of my neck. Like 
I'm not waiting for people to put up bags. I'm also not creating a disturbance, which makes my anxiety go high. Um, like I can get on the plane, I can put my bags away, I can wipe down my space, I can get situated, I can get my seatbelt buckled, plug my phone in, and I can do all of that before there's people like jostling around. So like that's huge for me. I tell pretty much anyone that has extreme anxiety, like just pre-board. It's the greatest thing that will ever happen to you. Do you find that they generally let you do it? Do you ever see pushback for it? So I haven't. I mean, I don't know how it would work on an airline like Southwest where like you don't have a seat. Um, Mm -hmm. But with Delta, it's like I'm not taking I'm not getting on the plane before someone and getting like the best seat. Like I already have a seat. And I was actually told by one of the ladies, she was like, you don't have to even come up here and ask if you can pre-board. And we're not really allowed to ask you why you want to pre-board. Like, oh, really? Like, you're allowed to just pre-board and you don't have to explain to us. Like, and, and no one should be asking you why do you think that you're pre-boarding. Like, I think it's just kind of part of them, like, which makes sense. Like, they can't be like, tell us your disability now. Like, right, right. So I'm always like, you know what? Like, this is helpful for to me. I'm not screwing anyone over. Like, to be quite honest, I'm usually flying first class anyway, so I'd be one of the first people on the planes anyway. So it's not as if I'm, like, doing it to get ahead. I'm doing it because I know that, like, for me and my anxiety, oh, it's, like, the greatest thing. And there's usually such a small number of people that are pre-boarding, if any. Exactly. It's usually, like, me, a man in a walker, and a woman in a wheelchair, and I'm like, oh, God, don't look at me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sometimes sometimes you'll have people with like small children or babies and that's like it really yeah like it's it's only like a handful of people and like I said to me it's it's one of the the best things that I can do um like I absolutely love it I'm just like fantastic I like getting situated and then like not moving mm-hmm. um I like the window seat because I'm the mean person who likes to shut it um because I so I like it when the the planes are dark and really cool like literally when I the second that I shut the shade is also the second that I blast open the air (laughs) and I just have it like raining down on me um and that's literally like that's just a personal preference I used to sit in the aisle when I first started flying because um my anxiety made me pee all the time (laughs) Uh, so I knew that I would have to get up a lot. And if I was in the window seat, I would never ask someone to get up. So once I've gotten over that part, now I'm like window seat all the way and I can totally control like my entire environment. Um, I feel like I have a lot of these points, but literally like, this is how I keep myself sane. Um, I have a playlist that I listen to every time I fly. It's titled musical Xanax. Um, (laughs) It's just a weird collection of music. I'll, I'll, I'll text you guys a screenshot later so you can see this weird eclectic mix of music. But nothing by anyone who died in a plane crash. I don't think so. If there is, that would be a, a twist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is some Xanadu on there. <laughs> I mean, you have to uh, if it's in Xanax. They go together. Exactly. Um, I like to play like simple games like coloring or puzzles or whatever when I'm taking off. Again, it's just like, it's just like a little something to take my, my brain off. Like, oh, I'm in a tube of science flying through the air. 
Um, I rarely, I don't really get nervous too much anymore, even with turbulence. Like usually it'll actually rock me to sleep. Like I'm a little tiny baby. Um, (laughs) but if I ever am worried, the first thing I always do is like, look at the flight attendants, which I feel like everyone says that. But honestly, like if they're up there laughing and reading a magazine, like you're, you're fine. Like you are fine. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, one of my biggest pieces of advice that I tell people who are scared is that when the plane starts to get real bumpy, if it does, um, if you close your eyes and visualize like being on a bus on a dirt road, like it kind of seems less scary because <laughs> it's just, I'm like, it's just like being on a bus. Like you're just on a jostling bus. And like, that sort of helps me calm down. I mean, I know I'm not on a bus, but like, it helps me a little bit. And the lamest advice of all is like, just keep doing it. <laughs> like I hated when people would say things like oh you're just scared of that just keep doing it and like it's 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 pissing off advice but like also it's the truth like the more you do it honestly the less scary it it gets and the more confident you are because you just like know what to expect I mean that makes sense so yeah that totally makes sense I it's funny because there's a number of these things that I am kind of similar with. Um, I like I don't, I don't do all of those things, but I very much, I mean, I love routines in general and I definitely like routines when I am traveling and I never really thought about it too much, but it does help a lot with my anxiety to just like have the things that I know I'm going to do to even down to like, there are just certain things that I look for in an airport for snacks yes like my airport snacks oh yeah they're your airport snacks like that's that's the thing that you get in the airport like come on (laughs) so um i i mean i think and i think sometimes i know like when i get very ritualed and i have my like ritual things like sometimes i don't even really talk about it too much like even with my husband because he's not a particularly ritualed person and so I think sometimes he thinks I'm a little bonkers, um, but I, I mean, I think that it doesn't matter how loony people think that you are. If it is what helps you, it's what you, it's what you should do. Yeah. So. For me, it's all about like making the best that I can. And yeah. like, obviously it's no fun being a ball of anxiety. So, and everything that I do is not, um, I went through a stage where, I would sort of get like panicky if they didn't have my peanut M&Ms or my cheese Chex Mix because I'm like, I always get cheese Chex Mix. Like, what if I don't get it? Is something bad going to happen because I didn't get the? And then I was like, oh, oh, you're bordering a little bit of OCD. Like, let's talk about that in therapy. Yeah. And and I've actually gotten over that now where like I'm much more flexible. Um, actually, the last time I flew, I listened to a podcast when I was taking off instead of my music because I just didn't feel like it. And I kind of like gave myself a little like mental gold star because I was like, congratulations, like that was a big step for you. Yeah. You're figuring out how to make your routines and your rituals help you and not hinder you. Exactly. Like I don't want to take one anxiety ball and like throw it on somewhere else. Like I want to deal with it, unpack it, and then like live my life in a good way. Yeah, that makes sense. So obviously we can't talk about travel anxiety without talking about covid sort of the elephant in the room um it's just in everything in life so obviously the pandemic has heightened anxieties for so many people especially with regards to travel 
Um, how has your travel-related anxiety changed since the pandemic? Um, I was super scared that the first flight that I took after COVID, I would have like undone all of the work that I had done in the past. Like I was scared that um, like I would just be too anxiety ridden again to get on an airplane. I was scared that like I was going to get into the airport and have some sort of breakdown like alone by myself. Um, And honestly, like it was was fine, like totally fine. Um, I forgot to take my Xanax one time, which I was like, okay, another huge step. Um, Like the biggest issue that I had during COVID and not traveling was that um, it's when I realized that traveling is my extroverted release because my life in general is pretty introverted. I'm at home by myself. I work alone. I mean, my husband is home now because of COVID, but even then, like my life is pretty much just him and I, that's fairly introverted. And he doesn't talk a lot because he's a natural introvert. Like, And if you talk to one of your cats, they might come at you with a knife, apparently. Exactly. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I like that was really hard for me when I realized like, oh, I get all of my social release like from traveling and from going places and being with like other people. Um, So that was hard, I guess. Um, And like when I lost that travel, like I was just like super bummed. Um, but yeah, like that was seriously one of my hardest things during COVID is realizing like the lack of people that I would see and the lack of fun going out and like doing things and laughing. Not that I didn't do those things with my husband, but it's just different. Um, yeah. cause he's, yeah. he's just a very introverted person. And like, yeah, like we learned other things. Like we started to play board games. Um, you know, we do lots of other fun things, but I, I think that I really did miss just in general, my friends and being able to do things for work. Um, that was hard. Yeah. I think we have a very, we have a weird lifestyle in that like our lives are completely surrounded by the online community. And so Mm -hmm. we had to use those travel opportunities to connect with people and I realized today, actually, like I was chatting with somebody I haven't chatted with in a while. I was like, oh my God, like I I kind of forgot how to talk to people on like a regular basis because I used to travel so much and see people all the time and just like interact and catch up with people. And now I'm just like, I don't even, I don't even know how to talk to you now. (laughs) Yeah. Like I don't know how to be a human in public anymore. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's it's funny because like, a few months into the pandemic like truly it was like maybe may or so i think i was like i was on a walk because the baby was pretty little at this point and i i so i had her in a wrap and i was on a walk with her around the neighborhood and like encountered someone like passed someone on the sidewalk and i had it was still early enough in the pandemic where you didn't really know what to do where you were like ah do i walk across the other side of the street do I just try to like what ah what do I do and in that moment I thought man when this is over my social anxiety is going to be so much worse than it was before and that was only like two months in so (laughs) 18 months later I'm like oh yeah my social anxiety is just so much worse because I I have forgotten how to do anything remotely related to being a human 
Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like the first time I was back in an airport, I was like, "Look at all these people." Like, <laughs> a little bit of me was like, "God, I used to hang out with this many people on the regular." Like, yeah. I used to just, I used to just <laughs> be around people, raw dogging air. Like, and now, now I'm like, now I'm like in a hazmat suit, walking through, being like, "I don't know, I don't." all you people are dirty probably like i don't know unwashed public exactly i'm like all of you people could have consumption i don't know like <laughs> god it's so true though it's a definitely like you have a different a definite different view of society now that like covid is here especially oh, when you 100%. like when you see all the different types of people there are during covid um yeah. and i'm sitting in the airport being like i wonder like I wonder who's the people that I would get along with and the people that I would want to, like, push out of the plane. Like... <laughs> right. so. so is there anything new that you've incorporated into your routine to manage your anxiety since the pandemic? Um, okay, so, like, obviously masks are mandated anyway, but I do think that even if tomorrow they were like, you don't have to wear a mask anymore, I'd be like, uh, like, hell I'm not. Like, mm-hmm. I think it honestly makes so much sense. Like, you don't know where people are coming and going from. You don't know any of that. And obviously, like, I'm a pro-mask person. But just in general, like, I don't feel like getting anyone else sick. And I also feel like it does help me in a sense, at least for my mental self. Like, I just, I like my masks. Um, I bought hospital-grade wipes. And literally, when I get on an airplane, I... I wipe everything down, the the light switches, the air nozzles, my seat back, my pockets, anything, the charger area, anything that I think I might touch is getting wiped down. And like, I actually got the wipes the first time from my uh, epidemiologist friend. Her name is Lisa. She's very lovely. Um, she was like, these will make you feel great. And they're huge. They're like five by seven. So they're big and I can like oh, wipe nice. everything down. Yeah, they're fantastic. Um, and, you know, obviously, like, keep my hand sanitizer. (laughs) I do eat and drink on the airplane. I will take my mask off, like, I take it down. Um, but I'm not, like, I've seen some people on the airplane, like, literally nurse, like, one small Biscoff cookie for, like, three hours. (laughs) And the flight attendants (laughs) are like, sir, and he's like, I'm still eating. And I'm just like, God, I wish windows opened and I could push you out of it. Um... (laughs) Like, I just, I'm like, can you be any ruder to everyone else on this airplane? Right. Like, just everyone. Stop being a douche nozzle. Kind of. I'm like, I just hate people sometimes. Well, we feel that I way sound, a lot. I sound so friendly. I hate people. <laughs> I want to push a man out of an airplane. I mean, if anyone listening to this episode has listened, probably listened to us before, so they know that that's just us. Yeah. No, we're definitely like, uh, I think I hate people more now. So. Oh, totally. Totally. Oh, my gosh. I just have to say this is slightly off whatever, but that's me. Um, my neighbor is like a scientist, and we were joking because I said, um, I never knew that like there would be a situation in life that made me judge people based on whether or not they believe in science literally <laughs> like i didn't know that that was going to be like a friend requirement that i would need <laughs> and and the Screening world question keeps, the world just keeps surprising me with little nuggets of things 
<laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Science was such going to be such a huge part of my life. <laughs> Not just for nerds anymore. It's it's what all the cool people do. Mm-hmm. And all the people <laughs> that you didn't ever want to talk to from high school. Again, oh my gosh! Pretend yeah. that they know about. Yeah, everybody is like war experts and and doctor experts on Facebook. It's amazing. <sighs> Honestly, they got so smart <laughs> in high school. Mm. <laughs> So what advice would you give to someone who wants to travel but feels really hindered by their anxiety? Um, okay, so the first thing I wanted to say, I wanted to say this earlier and I forgot, but like it's okay to be scared of things. I think that when your fear literally starts to affect the way you live your life is when you need to seek help about it. You know, for me, it was like obviously going on the trip, but also like um, advocating for myself by making sure I could bring someone who was with me and also like going to therapy and doing as much work in therapy as I could uh, before I got on the airplane. Um, Because like we're all scared of like little things. But the second that I realized I was going to not do something that I wanted to do because I was too scared to do it, um, I was like, oh, like that seems unreasonable. I should, I should work on that now. Um, and the other thing is like travel really is awesome. And it sounds super lame to say that, but like when you, like, there's just nothing like going to another country in my opinion. Like the first time I went to London, I literally felt like, Oh shit, like I'm home. Like I could live here. Like let's move here right now. And like, it's kind of amazing to think that there's a place out there that is going to, could feel that amazing to you. And also driving takes a really long time. And so does obviously taking a boat. So. (laughs) (laughs) And and interestingly, there are some places that are landlocked. Exactly. So, I mean, at this point it's, it's, that just makes things easier. (laughs) Um, So the other thing that I say too, is like, give yourself as much space as you need. So like if that involves giving yourself extra leg room or if you can afford it, going to first class, any of those things that like, if that's a trigger for you, if people kind of being in your bubble like affects the way that your anxiety spikes, um, I would highly recommend that only because like when my anxiety spikes, I don't respond in the best way. I don't get like I don't just start crying or getting quiet. I become like those people who get filmed in Walmart screaming loudly. (laughs) That's what happens when my anxiety spikes. I literally am like, why is everyone staring at me as I'm screaming? Because I'm just like, stop looking at me. Um, Sometimes you just fall on the floor in a Victoria's Secret and... Basically, that would literally be me. That's how my anxiety spikes. That's me. I'm that girl. Slowly pass out as you carefully get down to the ground. (laughs) So, like, that's me. Less racist, but, like, (laughs) that's me on an airplane. So, like, for me, like, I just know that that's a trigger for me. So, I'm like, I am nipping that in the bud. Um. If you're okay with taking medication, I took Xanax. That is something that I recommend. Obviously, you get advice from your doctor and then also test it out before you get on an airplane so that you kind of know what to expect. Um, 
also this is a really weird tip but I will watch YouTube videos of the plane that I'm going to get on. So I would Google like Boeing 757 Delta uh, first class or economy. And then I'll watch like an entire video that people record so that I know exactly what the layout of the plane is going to look like. I know what the seats look like. I know where my seat is. Like I'll look for it. Um, and I do all this research before I go because like to me, like that – also helps me feel like a tiny bit in control like I know what to expect I know what this plane's gonna look like when I get on it I know how big it is I know how to get on the plane <laughs> like I just basically am like giving myself like notes beforehand so that everything feels like okay you've already done this before this isn't new you can do this I do not recommend getting drunk <laughs> at all especially if you are on anything like xanax like benzos and, and alcohol do not mix um also i just don't think it's a good idea to get drunk because like you don't know how you're going to respond and like no one wants to be like thirty-two thousand miles in the sky or however the hell feet not miles feet <laughs> feet is that right I don't know whatever yes. um it's feet like however high you are in this guy you don't want to be up there drunk yeah and like not able to control your emotionalness um start small like obviously don't go to Australia but maybe you could like go to Ohio or not don't go to Ohio but like <laughs> go somewhere that's in a couple Brandy's originally like, from Ohio. She can say I am. <laughs> I'm not just pro Ohio for the hell of it, <laughs> or anti Ohio, really. <laughs> um, but try to go somewhere like a short flight, an hour, two hours. Like, you know, don't be like I've never flown before. I'm gonna fly 24 hours. Like, I would recommend against that. Yeah. And again, like I said it before, like fear of flying is is not some sort of rare unheard of thing like it's pretty normal and if you're really scared and i and i did this for years until i got over it i would get on the airplane and be like hi i'm brandy i'm super scared of flying if the plane is bumpy can you please check on me and like i did feel a little stupid as like a 37 year old woman i mean i'm almost i'm 39 now but 37 year old me probably did that and but the flight attendants were always nice to me. And I'm like, listen, I'm probably never going to see these people again. And like, if I'm scared, I'm scared. Like, I, yeah. I, my mom's not on the plane. I'm going to ask someone to comfort me or to at least let me know things are okay if things get scary. And they were always nothing but nice about it. So I feel like if that's something that would make you feel better, just go ahead and ask. That's a great well, you're tip. not the first person to ask, and they're pro you're probably not the last person either. So exactly, like I'm you like know. I don't, you know, I don't need you to come and like hold my hand, but like, whatever. Like sometimes I just want to be like I have, I'm scared of flying. Like, just if you notice anything or whatever, like just please come talk to me. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. So, and that's all about flying. That's a really good tip to look at the videos too, because I actually did that before. I went to um, London in the fall before COVID because I hadn't been overseas in a really long time and I was super nervous about it. And I was lucky enough to get a business class seat and I was just like, oh. I don't, I, I need to, 
I need to know what's happening. I need to know what's going on. I need to know every little detail about this area because I'm scared. Yes. I would also recommend doing that for the airport if you're going to be yes. in an airport yes. you've never been in before, especially if you have a layover. Um, because, like, some airports, like um, O'Hare, like, all the terminals or whatever, they're all, like, connected. Um, all the, like, gate sections, they're all connected. So you have to walk a ways, but you don't, like, you're just walking. Versus Atlanta, you have to take the little train. Yeah. Y- you can walk, but it's super, 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 super far. And so like most of the time you have to get on the little train some airports they're like not even connected you have to take the train or you have to take a little bus or like whatever um and you can find i'm sure you can find all of that information online now and i think that it can just help you know again what to expect and like okay i have a shorter layover this is what i'm gonna have to do yeah, like the airport thing is a huge tip too because like every airport is so incredibly different. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was just at LaGuardia and like I had to get from one terminal to the next and we were doing construction and I had to like get on a bus and they had to like drive me across the tarmac. I was like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> I mean, even like, too sometimes when you arrive, if you oh, yeah. are going to call an Uber or you're going to get a cab or you have someone picking you up, some of those big airports, that shit is hard to find. Oh, so yeah. And they were like, where to go. Yeah. The first time I landed in Chicago, they were like, oh, no, you have to go to that specific door to get picked up by Ubers. I'm like, why would I know that? Like, <laughs> I mean, right. luckily, someone was like, you look confused. You need to go to board door G or whatever the heck it is. But I was like, thank you, kind sir. I should have done my research beforehand. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I love nothing more than watching some, some little airline videos, figuring out exactly what I'm getting myself into. Also, I need to ask Megan, what airline did you fly to London? British Airways. Uh, I've been on one of their flights, and my favorite is Virgin, but um, I just wanted to know. I'm just nervous. Right before, it was, it was right... Um, Right after they had upgraded, like, all of their planes. Oh. So it was pretty nice. I got bumped into business class the last time I was on um, British Airways, and I got super drunk on gin and tonics. (laughs) Even though I just said not to get drunk. But listen, let me tell you something. When I'm coming home from London, I always get trashed. I do. That's a a pro tip. And the... (laughs) This last time, I got so drunk on gin and tonics that I was watching a Mary Berry cooking show. <laughs> I It was such a good time. And then the last time I got hammered, I was watching that movie Lion. Oh, and God, I was, you were crying, weren't you? Oh, my God. I was bawling. I was crying. And this, the flight attendant comes over, and he's like, ma'am, <laughs> I think you need some coffee (laughs) and then he brought me a coffee and a hamburger (laughs) and I'm just like you don't understand this movie is awful but so good oh my god well I mean and that's actually why I don't recommend drinking on a flight (laughs) (laughs) Because they might bring you a hamburger. I, well, 
it yeah. could be a bonus. I know, the hamburger was it. great, but still. <laughs> the, the slight amount of judgment you felt because of the hamburger. I know. Exactly, I was like, sir, you're the one that gave me this alcohol, and you put this movie on here. I don't know he what. personally like, chose the movie. Here's the thing. To make you cry. I don't even know. I don't know why they put drama movies on airplanes. Like, it should literally just be strictly comedies. And I've actually learned my lesson, and I only watch comedies now because I'm like, the mis- that Lion movie, and one time I watched Inside Out on an airplane. Oh, Oh, yeah. my God. Like, why? Why are you allowing this, Delta? I have, I only very rarely will watch a movie I've never seen on an airplane, partly for that reason, and then partly because I've been on flights where like it's a decent enough it's like a long enough flight to watch a movie but the movie i choose is like Uh, 10 minutes longer than the flight and you are screwed you'll never know fucking miss the last 10 15 minutes you're like motherfucker so usually unless it is like an international flight that i know is long enough I will usually just choose something I've seen before because I know I know that it's gonna make me like laugh or happy. I know it doesn't have like naked butts or penises <laughs> in it that are gonna make me feel weird with the people oh around God, me. Yeah. And I know that if I don't finish it, I know how it ends. Yeah, one time I watched a Brokeback Mountain on an airplane. <laughs> Brokeback <laughs> Mountain. Why was it even an option? Oh my I God. You don't understand like now when i get on an airplane i'm like okay like delta for a while had sleeping with the enemy oh my God. i don't even know why that's on there but i was like perfect movie seen it a million times know what to expect <laughs> like clueless seen it dirty dancing nailed it like right sometimes they have old episodes of the office yep i'll watch it i know exactly what i'm to expect even like i've seen i've seen where they've had like episodes of game of thrones and i'm like dude there's a lot of just naked bodies and sex on that show why why would you put this on an airplane when i was watching brokeback mountain i was actually flying british airways i think and this was like this is like 15 whenever brokeback mountain came back or when it came out is when i was flying this was pre-brandy being scared of flying and I got upgraded, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just trying. It's like tea time in the air because that's a freaking thing. And I'm just trying to eat my like clotted cream and scone, and I'm watching Brokeback Mountain, and I'm like, I, I didn't know where the remote was. I didn't know how to pause it. Like I just felt. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I should be watching this on an airplane. <laughs> like. Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie because everyone talked about it. And then I was like, they did not lie. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is graphic. Oh, man. Well, Brandy, thank you for that pro tip. (laughs) Let me tell you something. I I made a list of things you should do and things you should not do. So there you go. Sort of just like the Brandy... O'Neill life manual. Here's a bunch exactly. of things that you should not do, and I know because I've done them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't watch Brokeback Mountain on an airplane. You'll oh, feel yes. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy, thank you so much for being here again. You are always a delight to have on the podcast, and I I know that your tips are going to help somebody that is just feeling a little anxious about travel. Well, I hope so. And if anybody ever 
whatever wants to reach out to me, they can. Yeah, you can so tell them how can they find you? Um, well, you can find me on nutmegmanny.com. And that's pretty much all my socials are the same. So if you ever wanted to get a hold of me quickly, probably best to do it like through Instagram Messenger or something like that. You can email me too, uh, brandy at nutmegmanny.com. Um, but I am real bad about emailing back a lot of people. So just hit me up on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it'll be what? faster at least you're honest exactly it's gonna take me like at least a one to two to seven business days to email someone back <laughs> all right what is bringing you joy this week well next week we're going to hawaii <gasps> that's amazing Aww. i know i actually um I didn't bring it up in here, but it gave me a little bit of anxiety because I, because I'm actually super excited about it, but my husband is very anxious about it. Um, and so I kept thinking like, maybe I should just cancel it. But then I was like, you know what? I've done everything. I wore my mask. I stayed home. I got my vaccine. I washed my hands. I'm going on this damn vacation. And honestly, I don't even care. Like we we have like nothing planned. Like I'm not going there and like going to a club, like, we're going there to literally probably just sit away from people, but at least the view is Hawaii and not Apex, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm 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 very excited about that. Like I already said, I'm like, listen, I already put the hotel address in the DoorDash, so we can DoorDash food to us. We can go get takeaway. We don't. Eat. We've already went to Hawaii like 15 years ago, so like we've already done all of the touristy things. Like I just really really want to go somewhere with my husband like I miss him and yeah we've been together but I just would like to go somewhere different yeah, yeah. I well feel there's that. something so. different about getting out of your at home routine and spending time with your spouse without all of the reminders of other shit you have to do around you yeah and like because we moved and built a house and then COVID hit, like we haven't gone on a vacation in like three years, like him and I. Yeah. So I'm like, like I'm, I'm dying. Like we need to do something. So we picked Hawaii cause it's far enough away to feel like we're going somewhere really exotic, but also still in the U S. So hopefully nothing should happen, but like if it does, our insurance works there, like it's still U S soil. So like I, yeah, that was why we picked there. Well, what airline are you flying? <laughs> I'm flying Delta, girl. You know it. They go to I Hawaii? A... I did not know that they go to Hawaii. Yeah, through LAX. I'm friends with a flight attendant on Instagram. Ooh. Oh my God, and I love she's, you. Nice. She's based out of LAX, so like hopefully we're going to finally meet up. Oh my gosh. That's so much fun. Yeah, like I I'm, flew I'm a excited. different airline when I went to Hawaii, and I uh, do not recommend it. So. <gasps> Oh no! Was it American? It was They're the worst. It was. American I knew is it. Horrible. Oh, terrible. I knew it. We got it. stuck in the Maui airport for like eleven hours. I'm telling you, American is just. Ugh. Yeah. Sorry, I end up flying American. I end up flying American a lot just because of our airport. But yeah, they're uh, it's the worst. Yeah. I'm if a, everything I'm is a... going fine, then American is fine. But the minute. <laughs> The minute they lost a, a phalange, yeah, like the phalanges have gone. They're terrible. Yes. The, yeah. the only thing I like about American is one time I was on the airline and they baked fresh 
hot cookies and I was like, all right, this is cool, but you still suck. But I liked the cookies. The cookies were good. See, the reason why I like British Airways is because when I was a teenager and I went to Europe for the first time, they did a midnight snack and it was chocolate cake and chicken wings. Oh my God. And I was sold ever since then. Honestly, I just, I just love a good bougie airline. I want food. Yeah. I want lots of it. I want you to just keep me liquored up and Coke zeroed up. And like, I'm a happy girl. Like, really, I'm mm-hmm. so happy. <laughs> I actually really love airplane food, too. Art laughs at me. I'm like, I love it. I love nothing more than dining on an airplane. Like, even coach food, I'm here for it. Like, I will <laughs> I will open that little tin box like it's like a delicious five-star meal. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. It never tastes horrible. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. <laughs> the experience. It's like the experience, yeah. It's like a whole thing. I'm a real experience person. Like, when I go to the movies, I want popcorn. When I get on the plane, I want food. Like, I want the whole <laughs> thing. I want it all laid out for me. Love it. So. Megan, what's bringing you joy this week? So, I know that we have talked about Ted Lasso previously. But the most recent episode was a Christmas episode, and it was delightful. And I just feel like it was perfectly timed with everything that's been going on. Like, I know they didn't do that on purpose, necessarily. But just, like, I just felt like I really needed a Christmas thing. And it was just really nice. And I don't know why they – I guess maybe they did it because – it takes place in England, and, like, British shows always do Christmas specials. It's true. So maybe that's why. And I don't know. It was just really nice and Christmassy and made me happy and thinking about how Christmas is coming and all the Christmas movies that we watch. Oh, I am excited for um, that. I haven't seen that show yet. What is it on? Is it is that the Apple one? It's on Apple. Okay. So... I still – I accidentally have been paying for that for six months, so I should probably oh, no. watch it. <laughs> so – we, we've talked about Ted Lasso before, but it, it was just, Megan, I think it was just when you watched it. And I have yes. not admitted here on the podcast yet that I watched it. It's fine, I guess. I love Roy Kent. He's amazing. I would die for him. The rest of it, it's it's okay. It's fine. I might watch season two. <laughs> and I feel very, I like feel bad because so many people love the show so much. And I just, I wanted, I really wanted to enjoy it. And I kept trying so hard and I just couldn't. It was fine. You sound like a hipster who like doesn't like things because other people do. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Like, I, mean, I, I didn't know. understand what the big deal was about it, and but I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it, because I got, like, four months free of Apple TV, and I was like, okay, if I have four months free, I'll watch it, whatever. And then I was like, because I was like, I really don't understand why people, like, are so excited about the show, and so I was a little, like, hesitant going into it, and then as I wasn't liking it, I felt really bad, because I have so many people in my life that love it, and so then I was like okay, now I really want to, I'm going to try to like it. I'm going to try to like this show. I'm going to, by the end of it, they're going to prove me wrong. And it was fine. I, I have a friend that doesn't like Shit's Creek. And like, she feels the same mm. way. 
My husband feels that way about Schitt's Creek, and it makes me sad that I married him. <laughs> Not really. I love my husband very much. <laughs> but also, I love Schitt's Creek a lot. Yeah. Exactly. I think one of the things that I like about it, though, is that it's, like... I don't know. It's just like, it's not super high stakes. It's not super high conflict. It's just like people trying their best. And I just really needed that right now. <laughs> I would appreciate I don't know. doing their best. Yeah, it just, I think it's just that kind of thing. It's like the same thing with like Great British Baking Show. Like, yeah, it's just a bunch of people like trying really hard and like, yeah, there was a little bit of nefariousness in the beginning, but, like, not really. I don't know. Just a lot of a lot of underdog good people, I guess, that made me happy. I, I don't know. I mean, you don't have to like everything. You no. really enjoy The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and I think those are disgusting shows that should be off the air, so. <laughs> Wait, can I, can I just admit something to everyone who's listening? Yes, or who please. will listen? Guys, I'm so obsessed with 90 Day Fiance. I just got into that. <laughs> I really love Married at First Sight. Oh, you guys, I could watch all of the night. They have a 90 Day Fiance the other way, where it's people moving to other countries. I have never been so excited. And if, if you are going to do a podcast on 90 Day Fiance and you don't have me, <laughs> I will riot. <laughs> Mark Thank you for words. that admission, because I do, I do love trashy, I do love trashy reality TV. Yeah, it's fantastic. It really, it really fills my cup. Because again, <laughs> you know, some, some of us like, uh, really feel good low stakes, and some of us just like other people's drama low stakes. Honestly, like, I'm like that meme with the cat who's watching two dogs fight, and it's like, I don't, I don't want to be involved in drama, but I will watch it all day long. I want to know, I want to know everything. I just don't want to be involved in it. <laughs> oh, man. Steffi, what's bringing you joy? Um, yesterday, the last, like, couple days, I guess it wasn't yesterday, the last couple days was, um, like, just delightful weather. Just so, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't chilly, it wasn't hot, it was just perfect. And I had the baby in um, a pair of shorts, and then I threw a sweatshirt on her. And the sweatshirt, because she was born in Wisconsin, has uh, the state of Wisconsin on it. And then it says, um, cutest little cheese curd. And because when she was born, we used to call her our cheese curd. And so her little sweatshirt says, cutest little cheese curd. And it just, I just love it. It just makes me so happy. It's pretty cute. Very cute. She is a damn cute little cheese curd. Her birth Aww. mom actually found that sweatshirt, and she like saw it on someone's Instagram story and immediately sent it to me. And she was like, "Um, Edie needs this." <laughs> so. I love it. I want a sweater that says that, even though I've never actually even been to Wisconsin. It's just adorable. Well, there's lots of cheese and some great people. Well then, I shall plan a trip. <laughs> Next week is our podcasting anniversary. So come spend our birthday with us. 
In the meantime, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd Rather Same Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Bye.